0: Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike.
1: And Daniel.
0: We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery.
1: Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives.
2: Welcome to another episode of the 12-Step Podcast. Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Gary.
0: And this is Daniel.
2: It's good good to be here tonight. Um, tonight, I, we've had a, we've had one of our uh, podcast listeners ask specifically that we do a podcast regarding resentments. And I think that's actually a fantastic topic, one that needs to be uh, understood in relation to our addictive behaviors. Uh, no question about it, as I contemplate my own experience, so many built-up resentments that, uh, that caused me to find myself in a negative emotional state that caused me then
0: to want to act out. So,
2: clearly, a great topic and something that we need to understand.
0: Yeah, I mean, resentments, at least for me, uh, definitely fueled a lot of my negative thinking, my thinking errors, and then ultimately my my acting out behaviors. You know, just something as simple as a look or something someone would do, um, I would start, you know, ruminating on that and kind of going into that resentful stage, you know, especially if like I was super excited about something, I wanted to talk to him, and it's like, sure. I don't have time to talk about that right now. I just had a really bad day with the kids and I need a moment. And then, you know, she's going to the other room and instead of kind of being empathetic, okay, give her some time. I took that as, Oh, well I don't matter. And then that just kept building in my head over yeah. and over. And it's it's really easy to fall into that, that pattern.
1: Yeah. When I hear, when I hear resentments, I just think of poison, <laughs> just something that eats you absolutely eats you up inside. And, and, you know, I think, I think what comes after resentments, if you let that stuff stick around, you start becoming vengeful.
2: Absolutely, and that's a really bad place to be. I agree. One of the ways I know full well that I'm in this bad place of resentment is I start ruminating, and this this uh, there's so much self talk that goes on with resentments. I could find myself having a bad experience with a client, uh, but, you know, and two days later, three days later, find myself middle of the night rehearsing all these things that I should have said. Oh, yeah. And knowing full well that, wow, I, you know, how did I get here? What is going on? One of the things I think that needs to come out of this is is that I, I believe that a product of uh, uh, resentment is really the product of an unmet expectation. And maybe that's really the way that we can actually work through some of these uh, resentments um, is this understanding of, of expectations. How many of us had expectations in our own marriage? How many had expectations of our spouses, of our children? And when those expectations aren't met, there's immediate resentment. And I think I'm experiencing that to some extent and really trying to break, uh, isolate and understand
0: those particular expectations and how I can get around those. Well, yeah. I mean, in my case that I just described, I expected to be able to tell about right. my exciting day, you know, and, you know, and then she expected to be able to take a break. That's right. Um, I'm sure she had some resentment of like, wow, why didn't you just let me go off for a few minutes? Um you know, and and take my break, you know, and then I'm sitting here thinking, wow, why didn't you just let me talk about my day? I was super excited to let her know. Um, Instead of just both of us, you know, taking a moment, oh, well, she needs a break, and oh, he wants to talk about her day, his day, and just say, okay, well, hey, I know it's important, let's take a break, I'll come back, we'll talk about it, but um, instead of thinking about it that way, it just went to that negative place, and then we get angry and and so on and so forth. And, and even if you have an
1: expectation and things don't play out the way that you want, even if it's positive, it can still create resentment because it didn't go the way you wanted it to. That's right. And
2: that is so upside down. That's right. Uh, I'll, I'll share some of my own experiences. Uh, I had heard from a counselor, some, you know, somewhere along the line and, and the myriads of counseling and, and, sessions that my wife and I would go to and listen to from counselors that somebody had made the comment that if I just dated my wife if I just did this Mm -hmm. that 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 we would have a a fulfilling sex life that, that we would do all these and so I had in my mind that every Friday night we would go out on a date we would go to dinner and we would do you know some sort of ritual of things that we would like to do let's go let's go participate in this activity or let's go to dinner or whatever with the expectation then that uh, after all that had been done that we would come home and have sex i had just had in my mind that that's how it would go and when it didn't happen i was so angry and so frustrated and all these resentments then built up over time to a point where i had had literally allowed my mind to sort of work the whole idea that literally she must not like sex i can't believe that it would be, it would be me that she doesn't like me so it just simply boils down to the fact that she doesn't like sex um, coming back to this sort of unmet expectation I had in my mind that I had, had created for myself that if we went to dinner, then it must end up in sex. Uh, if I'm going to spend the, man, the money on her, well, certainly that's what it would end mm-hmm, up in. Mm-hmm. And I can see now how twisted that actually is, as I completely understand her and the, her needs Uh, you know, simply going to dinner didn't translate into, into something or wanting to be sexual with me. Sure. Very interesting to kind of arrive at that spot.
0: Well, and and I think that's something we easily fall into. I mean, for me, uh, we were going to therapy. uh, There was a, you know, the therapist said, okay, you know, even though things are difficult, you should still go out on dates Right, and you don't, don't talk about what's going on. Just spend time together, you know, and my ex wasn't wanting to do that, but I kept bringing that up. Hey, you know, they're saying we should go out on dates. And I would bring that up over and over. And that became like this horrible touching point with her. Like, just stop it. Quit asking me about this. I'm not going out with you. I'm not going to go on a date. And I'm like, but how else are we supposed to get better? My expectation is if we did this, we would get better. Um, but clearly, you know, that wasn't going to happen even if we went out because then she'd be angry at me because, well, finally I went out with you and, you know, there'd be some resentment there, uh, in some form. So it was, it's, it's really weird how resentment can creep in so quickly on, on both sides.
2: I think it's present in a lot of different things too. It's resentment in how we perceive the kids are or are not behaving, Yeah, uh, which can weigh heavily on a, on a marital relationship. It can be uh, any kind of things. It can be uh, it can be over money, expectations over money, and how money is spent. I know I don't know how it is in your world, but occasionally my wife and I would would fight about money, and I always saw how she spent the money as being as being uh, bad, and how I spent the money as being good, which means there was a, you know there's there's some un- unmet expectations there. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, and
0: money is a tough one. Uh, right. Know, my I I like to save. You know, I was always taught you got to save. The family I grew up in, you know, they blew money left and right. My parents had a a house that was given to them free and clear. They took out a mortgage and then decided it was more important to run out to Wendover and gamble. And then they lost the house. And I'm like, I'm not going to have that happen. But, you know, my ex, her family was okay, you know, spend the money. There's enough money that it's always going to be there. You know, and she had this mind that, okay, if I spend money, you know, the universe is going to bring it back to me. So I'm going to spend money. And it just conflicted with us, and there was that resentment that I always built there, right right All
2: of those affected my acting out behavior, yeah, uh, because they created situations that I wanted to escape, and as we've talked about this as being a disease of escape that's that was uh, resentments became a very large piece of of uh, my acting out
1: i think path. i think I think having resentments and holding those and letting them fester starts to skew your perception of what's really going on yeah you know i can't tell you how many times that i would something would happen i would begin to resent it and then i would play it over and over and over in my mind and, and by the time i finally addressed it you know i had built this thing up in my mind so much and i was sure that's what was going yeah, on and i would yeah. be so far off base i wasn't even wasn't even close wasn't even in the same ballpark you know right
0: and you're probably really trying to push the point to make that the, that is the, yeah right. uh-huh yeah
1: and, yeah, it's just, it's bad. It is. I, I, and and I love the phrase, I love the phrase, uh, expectations are premeditated resentments. Resentments, right. <laughs> and it took me, that was really hard for me to get my head around, you know. Mm-hmm. It was really hard for me to get my head around or to, to even learn that skill to kind of go through life and take life on life's terms and how to manage what Looking, you know,
2: the difference between having an expectation and looking forward to something. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. Know. Yeah, that's a big difference. I think the key to success then is, is really learning to manage what we would consider to be an expectation. Where do our expectations come from? Where do the, what, what creates an expectation? Is it something that we make up in our own mind? Uh, I had in my mind somehow, some way that sex would translate into X amount of times per week. I don't know where I got that. I had in my mind oftentimes that because i married that i would have this constant forever willing partner in sex all of these were expectations that somehow some way i had created in my mind that this was the way it would be and when it didn't pan out that way i was frustrated by that you see how that 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 translates into uh, addictive behavior as i as i ruminate on these things and I can remember so many times of self-talking myself, just like as you pointed, I'd created something that was much bigger than life itself simply yeah. because I spent time ruminating over it.
0: No, uh, I think part of it ties into our belief systems. Could be, um, sure. You know, and clearly you had a belief that, well, you know, if I do X, I get Y. Right. Um, you know, and for me, you know, I definitely had a belief that, oh, hey, you know, if I, we go on a date, we're going to be great. And, you know, and I'm pretty sure in the back of my mind, it also would lead to sex like you thought, um, if we have a great time. Um, uh, so I'm sure there's some of that, maybe some of it comes from our upbringing, you know, family of origin stuff. I mean, there's probably several places it comes from. Yeah. I think, uh,
2: I think if we can tackle those particular areas, we might find some, we might find some relief in this particular area because no question about it. I think we can all we can all agree that it's the it's the level of resentment and the frustration associated with all of those resentments, and then all these unexp- unmet expectations that puts us in that place that our acting out behaviors were very much a part of. Oh, and yeah.
1: I, I think I think it I think it feeds into your addictive behavior as well. Yeah. Can't tell you how many times I had expectations when I would go when I would be going to act out yes. and if those expectations weren't met, well then I'd have to try again and yeah. again and again and again, and again. Mm-hmm. like uh, pursuing some ghost of a ghost, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, even it's even in the, the binge cycle, you know, you're like, Oh, you know, you kind of have that numb out period, but then that expectation of being numb longer isn't met. So you got to do it again, you know, and you do it again and again, but it seems like that period gets shorter and shorter the more you do it. It's
2: interesting you bring that up. I was I, I was thinking of all the activities that I engaged in that led me to acting out, but it's so interesting when you talk about your acting out experiences, how I'm so related to that. Some of my very worst days were very, first of all, very expensive. For sure. Uh, very, very expensive and very, very um, unsatisfying. Again, because of that, that idea of, I have this expectation of this. And I need to make this happen. And I need to make this happen. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Uh, I, I have some very embarrassing moments in, in my uh, in my own even acting out behavior. I think uh, uh, one of the things I shared with my counselor that that, that embarrasses me is, is that one of my experiences with a prostitute, she indicated that I'm the only person she'd ever spent time with that made her feel like a prostitute. And as I contemplate that and as I think about that and, and so embarrassed by even that comment now, uh, but that shares so much light. In terms of this very thing that we're talking about that that i had an expectation of her that she was not yet meeting wait i've seen it this way in pornography and so you need to do this or you need to do that and uh, uh that's a that's an incredible insight from somebody who is saying that look you know this is all in your head you have this expectation there's no possible way that any human on planet earth can actually meet and i think that's uh, now that i look about look when i when i hear that I just, I'm just stunned at that comment. A lot of insight from her in that one experience, for
0: sure. Yeah, I mean, how many expectations have we placed on our significant other, our partner, our wives, or like that? Um, You know, there's no wonder why, you know, they struggle as much as they have. You know, especially with my ex, I know uh, there's a lot of expectations I had uh, that I'd placed on her, either knowingly or unknowingly, that was just frustrating her constantly. You know, she always, you know, she constantly always said, Oh, I just feel like a a sex object, which I never understood because I'm like, no, I, you know, I'm paying attention to you you know, doing X, Y, Z, but it never, you know, she wasn't feeling it. And I never realized that, um, because I had all of these expectations in my head. As long as I was hitting those, those check boxes. Yeah. I was doing everything right, but I wasn't hitting the actual one that needed, which was her to feel that yeah. um, I have, alone. Just all the normal day-to-day stuff.
1: All right, I have a, I have an example, and this is, this is, we're gonna go to a completely different level with this. All righty.
0: But while I was thinking about
1: what you guys were saying, and I've had similar experiences, and those have been devastating, and, and I've, I've seen, you know, I've seen days that were like ninety-nine percent amazing and then because of my expectations i'd turn it into a horrible
2: horrible yeah
1: yeah, terrible disaster but i was thinking using this kind of thinking using this kind of expectation model robs us of so many things in life right i mean you know big things but but even little things you know i was just sitting here thinking there have been times that i've gone into something as simple as a movie or a television show and because i had expectations
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I didn't like it right yeah. even though it was had i gone into it with a with a without those expectations i probably would have at very least enjoyed myself and enjoyed sure. the experience you know what i mean yeah sure. no i understand so, <clears throat> so done that many times so yeah so but it, it it robs you of so many things big or small moment to moment you know and uh, it will consume your life and i like that word consume it Absolutely. will it, it will. will devour it and that's sad so yeah. so okay let's let's talk about living with you know how, how do you live without expectations what does that look like because like i said when i first heard the idea that an expectation was a premeditated resentment the idea of what expectation had come to mean in my life and how i interpreted that that was so hard for me to get my head around right i wasn't even quite sure how to approach it in fact the, the first thing i wanted to do was i wanted to make exceptions okay it's not good to have expectations except in this case right or except in this case like surely i can expect my kids to do their homework surely i can expect my employer should be able to expect me to you, you, mm-hmm. you, you see yeah, what I mean? I do. So I, I
2: think I hear over and over and over again in our sessions uh, this phrase that we should be living in the moment. And I, the, the way I just the way I see that, the way I understand that, at least in my world, it's one thing to be present where my feet are at. That's one thing. but to be living in the moment, to be literally consumed by what's going on immediately, the here and now, means in my estimation that i can't have any kind of expectation whatsoever i can't have i'm discovering this even with my own children to some extent i'm finally to a place with my own children where i can simply say i i I just love you for who you are you may not be the person that i thought you were going to be or that i raised you to be or whatever and all of that comes with some some frustration some some uh, um resentment of some type because i thought you would be this and you're not and so i've just come to realize now that i really don't have any control over anything and if i have no premeditated expectation nothing planned about what this relationship is going to look like nothing i can control nothing i can manage i just simply love you because you are you and be okay with that, I don't find myself having any kind of expectation or premeditated uh, disappointment or resentment in any way, shape, or form. And I'm just now starting to learn that a little bit. <clears throat> Something that I think that helped me,
1: and I've heard this phrase, you know, you got to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. That always put me in the mind of a bunch <laughs> of hippies, you know. Uh, and and I've thought about that. What does that mean to be present, to live in the moment? And I, And I thought... You know, in a lot of ways, it has more to, you know, to take action in the moment. Okay. All right. Meaning, you know, I come home, you know, and instead of expecting dinner to be there, I come home and then in that moment, I can take action to make that happen or to be grateful or to, you know... And, and really this moment is the only time that you have to take any kind of real action. You know, and I I certainly think that none of what we're saying as far as expectations is, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looking forward to things or making plans for the future or being mindful of the future. Right. You know, I just think you need to be very careful never to do it at the expense of what I
2: can do. Right. Right at this moment. Does that make sense? I, I, I'm going to take that even a step further. I am uh, um, I think I, I've shared with you multiple times that I have sort of a routine that I go through in the morning. And I've I've really been dwelling on a thought this morning as, I, as I've as i done some of my own personal study and some things like that. I spent a little time in what I consider to be scripture and doing some reading. And I came across a couple of things this morning that, that was really interesting to me through all of that of of these people... In sharing their experiences that were written down in what I consider to be scripture, identified the fact that they were um, that they had these moments of insecurities. They didn't feel comfortable in, in sort of the challenge that they were faced with. And yet I believe um, what came of those particular experiences is is that God really fully expected them to, okay, if it's not what you expected it to be, create it. And so I think I'm hearing what you're saying. I can come home and be resentful of the fact that dinner's not ready, that it's not on the table, or I can step in and actually do something about that. I can create it. And to be quite honest with you, I think that's what God's expecting of us to some extent, that, that we, we can be resentful, we can be frustrated at the fact that things aren't quite what we thought that they would be. And in this particular case, uh, you know, the example was so interesting to me to see that they, you know, they were coming into this town and <clears throat> had, this, had this image in their mind that this town was going to be so spectacular. And in fact, it wasn't. And, and then the, the very clear message that then build it, then build it the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting. Um, very, very interesting. And the expectation of these people was, is that, okay, you do need to build, build it. And I think that's the exact same thing in my situation as I, as I bemoan the fact that I don't have the relationship with my life, my wife, like I would really like to have because this disease has cost me this or cost mm-hmm. me that, or I bemoan the fact that I don't have this relationship with my children, that this disease has kept me, kept me so emotionally non-existent or non-present in their life, all those things. And yet here I am today at this point in time in my life saying, well, then build it. I have the opportunity before me to build that. That I believe is what's expected of us. And so that's the sort of stuff that helps me overcome this this idea of resentment, this idea of expectation. Mm-hmm. If I don't have any kind of expectation, I then have the ability to develop to develop what I think is important.
0: Well, when we have those expectations, we kind of go into a rigid black and white kind of thinking pattern. You know, if it's not this, it doesn't work. Right? Uh, so we kind of need some flexibility in there. You know, like you're saying a call to action. That's being flexible. Instead of it's this way or that way, it's like okay, well, not this way. So let's make it this way. You know, we don't have an option A or B, so I'm making a C. Right. Um. So it takes a little bit of flexibility in our thinking, and I, I like the, the call to action and to create it. That definitely changes. So you know, if you don't like the fact that you know your your wife is not you know being all kissy face to you when you get home, then you know make it happen. Maybe. Um, or spend some time time on her, yeah.
2: and, and spend some some real life time in knowing and
0: understanding her. Yeah, what's it's not just walking up and giving, you know, kissing her, but yeah. building it so that yeah, what can what she wants to do. Yeah, that what you can
1: home. I do right now to create? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that event happening in the future. Yeah. yeah, and
1: and I think I think if you are flexible and you you learn to take life on life's terms these ways, you're going to find out that sometimes things work out way better than you could possibly imagine. You
2: know,
1: I mean, I think I mentioned earlier that, you know, with this kind of expectation mindset, you can, things don't turn out the way that you want. You can get all bitter and resentful and angry, even though in reality it turned out much better than it could have been.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think those are all great points about this particular topic. This is a, this is a key, key, key point to uh, finding success in recovery is understanding the resentments and the expectations that are behind those resentments. And when somebody can figure out that piece of it, uh, they're, they're going to be a long ways down the path of finding some, some recovery and some peace. Yeah.
1: So if you catch yourself having those revenge fantasies or playing things <laughs> over and over in your mind, you better do a self-check. Yeah. Do a little step 10 work.
2: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, and there's definitely something underneath when you're feeling resentful, what yes. is it? Identify those things and ask why.
2: Right. I think one of the key indicators is self-talk. Uh, you know, when we find ourselves sort of over and over and over again reminding ourselves, <laughs> like I started off this whole pro- podcast with, is this, you know, I can hear myself telling those clients just some of the best, you know, the best watch out kind of stuff that I've ever heard of because I've ruminated over it over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through the motions, my fingers wagging, and a lot of times my wife's like, what are you doing? What are you talking to? oh, just just me in in my own little world here, that's a good indicator that perhaps we're not in the right place. Yeah,
1: that's a great indicator.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So resentments, that's uh, that's the key. I think we're out of time. Yes, we are. So let's just wrap up with uh, a couple of thoughts. Uh, uh, Again, reminding everybody that resentments really are uh, uh, sort of unmet expectations. And if we can manage... If we can work through the expectations and actually do away with some of those expectations in our life, that we can be, we can find some peace and happiness. And I think that's the critical piece. So this is Mike saying, "Do the next right thing." No, that's Gary who says, "Do the next right that's thing." True. I just stole Gary's See? line. No, every everybody
1: was probably <laughs> expecting that.
2: Yes. yes, yeah. I'm gonna mix it up. We just this is Mike out. saying, "Do the next right thing."
1: And <laughs> this is Gary saying. Do the net work necessary to find peace and recovery.
2: This is Daniel. I have no clue
1: how to end this. So we're just gonna say goodnight.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12 steppodcast at gmail.com. That is one-two th steppodcast at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.